Paradise people, welcome back to the podcast from our radio show here at Bobo 89.1 FM. I'm Bella Rooney, your host, and today we are chatting with Samantha Hennings from EcoK, a sustainable online real retailer with so many amazing and alternative products. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah? Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of <laughs> struggle getting here today, as we know. Might have gotten my calendar mixed up, but we're here and I'm excited. We had a kerfuffle. Well, thank you so much for joining up to chat with us today. So Sam is a member or I guess we an employee or I don't I, I would just assume you call you a member of the uh, EcoK team, born and raised in Cayman. Yes. Yep. And passionate as heck about living sustainably. Uh, you actually spent time in Canada for uni and you had your eyes open to what recycling a scheme actually looks like. <laughs> I can relate after I spent time with my parents' house. Honestly, the, the recycling scheme in Canada is off the charts insane. I was like, Tetrix. Like, I was like, what the heck? So let's Seven different bins. This seven <laughs> different bins. And my mom's like, that doesn't go there. And I'm like, oh my God, where does it go? <laughs> so start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you found yourself with EcoK. So I was born and raised here. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic when I was younger, and then I went away to boarding school, actually, also in Canada for a few years, which led me to going to university in Canada. Um, But I also, my eyes were opened when much younger, when I was about 10, I had family living up there, and they were in Nova Scotia, which has the seven Uh bins, right? (laughs) Literally seven bins for recycling. And, um, you know, it's just such a different mindset, I feel. Like, when I was at university, everyone's just super conscious and super aware. It's part Mm -hmm. of everyday life. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just, you know, run of the mill. Of course, we're going to recycle. Of course, we care about what's going into the environment. Um, (laughs) There's no questions about it. Mm. So that it was just interesting being surrounded by that Mm -hmm. mentality. And I think I've always kind of been environmentally kind of I love being outdoors and, you know, conscious, yeah, exactly conscious in the sense that I appreciate the environment and Mm -hmm. the beauty outside. Mm -hmm. And to me, when I went to Canada, it was very much like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't everyone care about this? Why Mm -hmm. wouldn't we put these steps in place to make sure that we're preserving what we have? Mm -hmm. Um, So from then I we came back, came on, was then getting into recycling a little bit. Um, So that was something that we were kind of early adopters of for lack of a better word my family my family is pretty good with it led by me but and sometimes sometimes the cling wrap is still hidden in the kitchen I mean there's <laughs> drawers baby steps right baby steps but um so then I got into the recycling hair and just seeing what else there was to do um and I was quite vocal I'm friendly with Jessica Harvey okay who's obviously yeah. Guy Harvey mm-hmm. Ocean Foundation and she knew my passion from it we went to boarding school together in Canada as well so she she was aware of my passion for it and she introduced me to Kenza. Uh-huh, great. So Kenza was thinking of leaving Ireland. She's now actually overseas, which is why she can't join us today. And um, Jessica said she has EcoK, you know, mm-hmm. and she's she's looking for her next step in the EcoK world, mm-hmm. whether she doesn't know what it looks like, but um, maybe have a talk with her, have a discussion with her. So Ken and I met up um, just for dinner, and that turned into co-ownership of EcoK. Oh, so you're a co-owner. So I'm a co-owner. Amazing. Exactly. So she was the founder, like you said, like, you know, in 2019, mm-hmm. and then I came came on board last year, at the end of last year, um, as a co-owner and kind of to run the operations on the ground and see what it looks like. 
Oh, that's so yeah. cool. So I guess the next thing to do is to kind of tell people exactly what Eco-K is. I've been asking around in preparation to see kind of who knows what. And some people go, oh, yeah, I've mentioned it. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's mentioned here. Oh, I kind of know what I know. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just get this down. So <laughs> you guys are relatively new. Like you said, only started in 2019 by Kenza Nucky or Kanucky? <laughs> Nucky. Nucky, okay. Uh, so tell us a bit more about the company and why. Why was it founded? So the company was founded because Kenza is from the UK mm-hmm. and she um, is very passionate about all things sustainable and about all things environment. So obviously moving here, she moved here. She actually moved here in 2019 and I believe the incorporation was actually done for EcoK in 2020. 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 2019 she moved here um, or thereabouts and she was like, this place <laughs> has so much plastic and you know no one cares about anything plastic bags everywhere mm-hmm. like there's barely anything mm-hmm. to assist people should they wish to avoid plastic mm-hmm. specifically so EcoK was started kind of as a plastic free shop that right. is the mantra is that all products sold at EcoK are plastic free and that was really it she literally saw Mount Tra- Trashmore <laughs> and saw that no one was really recycling and that everything was wrapped in plastic and was like there has to be an alternative and coming from the UK obviously they're similar to Canada everywhere Everywhere. Yeah. There are so many options, right? Mm-hmm. Refill stores, mm-hmm. you know, plastic free stores, mm-hmm. just general groceries Non-waste. and things like that. Yeah. You're so much more conscious of the waste. So that was her. She was just fueled by, I think she wanted those products. Exactly. Right? Exactly. She's like, I'm used to these products at mm-hmm. home. Um, how, do, how do we get them here? That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys have a massive range of products. So <laughs> what kind of products do you offer? So what I like to say Mm -hmm. is we are everyday essentials, Mm -hmm. but plastic free and sustainable. So think of things that you use every single day. The easiest thing that comes to mind for me and I feel like is the easiest kind of switch for people is a toothbrush, for example. A toothbrush doesn't need to be plastic. It's an everyday essential. You use it multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. It is disposable and you have to, you know, go through so many toothbrushes in a year. Exactly. And why not choose a plastic-free alternative? Mm-hmm. Something that is that is used that frequent, frequently mm-hmm. and disposed of so frequently mm-hmm. as well. Why not choose a plastic-free alternative? So it's really everyday essentials, cool, but plastic-free and sustainable. So that's beauty products, mm-hmm. right? There's makeup, there's mm-hmm. makeup brushes, mm-hmm. that there's skincare. You know, all of the, we use Upcircle is the line and it's beautiful. I have some at home. It's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And it's, they all have their own kind of mantras as well. So Upcircle is from recycled food or food that, you know, is disposed. So coffee grounds don't really, there's nothing else, no other use for it. So they take it and they put it back into their products, for example. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of a circular economy within those products as well. Um, and then we have your typical kitchen products. We have um, cleaning products, which I love. So <laughs> plastic free. I love the cleaning products because they're plastic free and they're 
you're not buying water. So mm. with typical cleaning products, they come into plastic bottles and really it's a solution, but diluted with water. The spray is mostly water. Mm. So the cleaning products that we have are plastic free. They're really just like tiny refills um, that you put into a spray can of water wow. and it dilutes. And then that is your cleaning spray, whether it be for glass or floors or whichever, whatever cleaning you need, mm -hmm. toilets. We, that's what we have. In a so, reusable spray bottle. Too. In a reusable spray bottle, yeah. exactly. So instead of going through, going and buying a plastic spray bottle every month, every two months ah. from the grocery store, you keep that spray bottle and then you refill it with the with the cleaning product. So much so, more cost effective, really. It's also more cost like, effective. It, why wouldn't you? It seems like a really nice, easy <laughs> switch. Exactly, exactly. Oh. So. Um, and all of our products, so those are kind of the everyday things. There's mm -hmm. bathroom products as well, mm -hmm. Q-tips and um, mm -hmm. soaps, plastic-free mm -hmm. soaps. We're trying to look into, they're always looking into options, and that's why there are so many on our site. It's great. No, it's great. Yeah. Great options. Yeah. So um, looking into kind of whether, how we do body washes mm -hmm. in a similar sense mm -hmm. of how we do the cleaning products, but there's also bar soaps. And I think part of the mantra just kind of expands and lends itself to the sustainability side, which is supporting local as well, mm -hmm. right? So we like to support local vendors who make plastic-free products um, or have refill programs. Right. So that's how it kind of expands. But really at the core of what we do is everyday essentials that are plastic free and sustainable. That's cool. And you mentioned a word in there. Um, you said circular economy. So I I read your website and I, you guys also, you said conscious cons uh, consumption cycle. So where do you guys source your products? You have so many products. So how do you source it? And, and what is the conscious consumption cycle that you're referring to? Just for people who might not actually know what that is. So the conscious consumption cycle is thinking of the end of life of a product. Okay. That's the that's the long and short of it. It's that's similar to the terminology for a circular economy. Mm -hmm. It's when you buy a product, you need to think about what's gonna happen with the product at the end of its life. Mm -hmm. So for example, you buy a plastic toothbrush, what's gonna happen to the you're gonna use it for a month, maybe two, maybe six if you're like me and you're bad. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> and then the what happens to that plastic? It's not normally recyclable. So it stays around for 400 years. Or more. Or more. <laughs> yeah. And you've used this product for one month. Mm -hmm. So the conscious consumer cycle is, okay, I'm going to use a product. How long am I using this product for? It's mm -hmm. kind of a balancing act as well. Mm -hmm. How long am I using this product for? And what happens to it at the end? Mm -hmm. Can Is it going to go away or is it going to last forever? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, I feel, kind of the same thing as a circular economy, okay. which is cool. thinking of the end of the life of the product and whether it can be used again it, maybe it will be around for 400 years mm -hmm. but can it be used again over right. and over again how many times can it be used um things like that that's kind of what a circular economy is and what mm -hmm. um up circle the the skincare mm -hmm. brand is thinking of they're like okay a coffee bean comes out and it's ground and we throw it away that's food waste mm -hmm. but can it be used again to exactly. give it another life and and we should be thinking about all of our products in that context so do you decide where you source your products like the different companies based on that yeah, so I think we decide based on the mantra. Mm -hmm. So this is Ken's department. She's <laughs> she's she's in orders and kind of purchases, but most of our products come from the UK. Oh, okay. Um, and that's because of the greenwashing 
that we find We're gonna get onto that exactly <laughs> that we find in other in other places mm-hmm. i think it's a little bit closer to home for her as well and mm-hmm. she's been using these products for years um but uh we look at our suppliers and we actually get into you know we'll have conversations with them to say you know what where are you supplying it from mm-hmm. you know um what packaging does it come in of course because that's the other thing i don't want to be selling sustainable and plastic free products mm-hmm. that come wrapped in plastic kind of defeats <laughs> the purpose doesn't it, it? defeats the purpose <laughs> exactly and so you just kind of look at the overall kind of mantra of the your suppliers to mm-hmm. see if it's in line with our ethos and ha- open those conversations and have those real conversations if you suspect otherwise, mm-hmm, let's say, yeah, to say, right. tell me more about this process or mm-hmm. tell me more about what you do um, in in this sustainable world. That's super cool. So, and that's the other thing is shipping. Because if they're coming from the UK, so almost everything on our island is pretty much shipped in. Um, but your website says that you offset your carbon emissions by planting trees, which is super cool. So how do you, how do you manage this? How do you plant these trees? So that's a good question. Um, we are hoping this year mm-hmm. we see that there's Cayman Tree Planting Initiative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is cool. So we're hoping this year maybe to partner with them to plant the trees. But normally what we would do is there's, I can't remember the name of the website now. Mm-hmm. but I can link um, it. Yeah, we'll look it up <laughs> later. Um, but we use the website and you can choose places in the world where they'll go that's not for profit we'll go and they'll plant trees so normally we'll base it on what's been happening in the world and where Mm. needs it the most so for example Mm -hmm. a couple years ago the california fires and the fires all over the world Mm. or australia in australia as well the fires Mm -hmm. we would say okay they need replant the forests there need replenishing Mm -hmm. let's plant our trees there and it's one tree per order essentially is what we base it on so every order that we get we offset it with a tree planted that's cool so is that um the it's a part a part of the money from that order goes towards it or is it involved included in your order yeah it's kind of included in okay, it. okay. It's, it's kind of part of the money i suppose you could call it but we just use it from our profits no that makes sense yeah. that makes sense i was yeah. just wondering how that worked yeah oh that's awesome I mean, yeah it'd be great to work with k-man here because you know shipping uh, Shipping, we're never going to get away from it. We're mm. never going to get Until away from it. Until more people here start doing it themselves. Exactly. But, but even so, because so that's kind of why we like to support local as well. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, it's supporting the local economy, first of all, mm-hmm. easy. And secondly, the stuff's already here. They're making it. Mm-hmm. And if it's in line with our mantra, and mm-hmm. if it's promoting also, you know, a more sustainable way to look at your products and package your products, mm. that's really what we're trying cool. to do. We're trying to get the whole community involved. So because of the shipping, local supporting local is kind of the nicest and the easiest thing can, to do. Right? If you can, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Again, it's already being shipped on island by someone else. <laughs> so exactly. We might as well just leverage off of that and not in not include more. Cool. So let's go back to greenwashing. Um how do you see through greenwashing, like you mentioned with some companies, and know that the products are actually better alternatives? So for people who might not know, greenwashing is when advertisers claim their products or actions are environmentally friendly and less damaging when than they actually are. So for example, many of the plastic forks and cups uh, that we use, that you see around that say compostable or green and stuff like that, those are supposed to be better alternatives that you see at restaurants and deli bars. How can people look for these signs? If, if How do you look and how can people look for these greenwashing signs? 
signs? So I think it is looking at the kind of ingredients, okay, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and seeing what it's really made up of. Because it's really easy for someone to put a label on anything, mm-hmm. similar to with meats and stuff. Organic. Like, Correct. <laughs> like, right? That's yeah. exactly it, right? Yeah. You can put a label. Marketing is marketing. You can yeah. put a label, a big shiny label, and yeah. anyone can see it. And it's really easy for the consumer to be like, cool, it says it. Problem solved. It says green. Or, you know, some products are named green. Mm-hmm. Have in green name. in the name or like a leaf on the packaging. Yeah. And that's how they get you. So it's actually taking the time to say, okay, this is what they're saying they mm-hmm. are. Let's look into this and look into the ingredients and yeah. what it's what it's actually made up of to see whether or not it's the real deal. But you can also, I mean, like, again, it's easy from a supplier or easier from a supplier mm-hmm. point of view to go and look at their whole website and comments and, you know, reviews mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. to see what they're actually about. But I would say first and foremost, like if you're looking at something in a store mm-hmm. and it has a leaf on it yeah, <laughs> or, you know, or organic or green yeah turn it around and look at what is it actually made up of yeah no for sure it's easy to get swept up in it for sure exactly and it's easy to say that as well because obviously similar to again with food I think is the easiest thing we all know sometimes the label won't say sugar like you're looking for something without sugar the label isn't going to say sugar yeah it's going to say cornstarch or you know whatever other variation so of course it gets a little bit difficult but that's where to start and there's pretty good websites now that have pretty good um layouts of of items that they've already done research on and if you look it up if you find a site that you like and you type in a product usually gives you a rating and like a good environmental rating so i will pop some of those websites in the uh, notes for this episode in case people are interested so once it gets onto our island, once you go through the whole process of all of that, how do you distribute it around? How, how, yeah, that's not my second question. <laughs> so we are an online shop. Yeah. Um, so delivery is really me. Is it? And we, <laughs> yes, you're looking at your delivery girl. Yay! <laughs> um, so we deliver it around, and it's funny because we're quite into electric vehicles. So great. We're okay. doing we're doing it the green way. That's great. No, that's um, great. With electric vehicles sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I do have a regular car as well, <laughs> and I do use that. But it, yeah, it's me delivering on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Cool. Are our delivery days. Right now we don't have a storefront, but we do pop ups. Yes, um, great pop ups. Yeah, and really it's consumer to consumer right now so it's a retail business go on to ecok.com mm-hmm. and you can purchase whichever products you would like but also work with corporates and you know like rental places mm-hmm. and business other businesses um to see what their needs are and you saw the range of products so mm-hmm. to work with them to see what what they want yeah that is cool actually thinking about rentals you could go in there and and say somebody you know they're looking for a tiny product tiny shampoos and stuff like that that's cool isn't yeah. it yeah I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, so in terms of pricing, environmentally friendly products tend to be more slightly expensive on the expensive side. I've always just noticed that. And sometimes you're like, oh, it's a necessary evil. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, so why do you think it's worth the extra few dollars? And do you think there'll be a day when these products are actually just normal for everything? I'm hoping there's a day. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. EcoK is great and it's our passion, but I wish that it was mainstream. Right. right. Instead yeah. of it being like, this is a sustainable shop that you need to get to or you go to and that's where you find the sustainable products. The dream is that it's mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And that these things are produced in mass and they can be distributed on yeah. a, you know, kind of global scale. But I think they're a little bit more expensive because of because it expands so much. So 
yes, you want to do a sustainable product, and normally procuring those is more expensive, right? Right. It's not, plastic is cheap. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's why they use it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Plastic is so cheap, it's light, mm-hmm. it's cheap, and it's durable. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to scale up, and it's easy to, because of the scale, because mm-hmm. of economies of scale, it's super cheap. Whereas the ingredients that are used to um, make the products that are sustainable mm-hmm. are a little bit harder to procure. Mm-hmm. Normally, if you're a sustainable shop, you're also trying to do it an ethical way, well, I would say. that's the other half of it, isn't it? Well, this is it. Yeah. So your, actual, your supply chain is actually more expensive because, like, very basic economics, labor is more expensive. Exactly. Right? People aren't getting <laughs> mistreated, right? Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So normally it it's, it's expands. Like when you're being sustainable, you're like, okay, well, I also have to be ethical. Right. <laughs> and therefore it's more expensive for me to pay. So I think all of those things contribute to why it's a little bit more expensive. And mm-hmm. right now it just doesn't have the scale mm-hmm. because it's not as cheap. It's not mm-hmm. as, it's more, it's heavier. So shipping is ex- more expensive, for example, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's a little less durable. So you need, as in like, if it's package free, if it doesn't come wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. what if during shipping water gets, like it rains yeah. and water gets spilled and the product gets ruined. So I think there's just a few contingencies that mm-hmm. make it a little bit more expensive now. Um, but hopefully the end product mm-hmm. you can is a little bit more durable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, You can use it more than once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Long, and yeah. so you think about the long-term, it's kind of more of an investment. Exactly, that's how I see it. Right, yeah. it's more yeah, of an yeah. investment than a, oh, this is, than fast fashion, which is yeah. a whole other thing. But that's, it's not, yeah, no. it's not a quick and dirty, it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm holding, I'm keeping this for the long run and I'm doing this to hopefully, you know, reuse some or a part of it yeah. at some point. I think that's exactly the way to think about making, you know, when you think of products, like that's exactly how you think about it. It's an investment in your health yeah. and your future. And I think the more that we invest in it and the more that we, uh, that it catches on and people start using it, again, economies of scale. Mm-hmm. More people using it, okay, more products can be produced and hopefully at a cheaper, more streamlined process. But that's my take on the supply chain. Obviously, <laughs> we don't manufacture these things, but that's my analysis because I'm the same as you. I mean, mm-hmm. as everyone else, it's, this is kind of expensive sometimes, yeah. you know, certain <laughs> products, be. even from our suppliers i'm like this is kind of expensive but um it's an investment and i think that's the hard part about getting um so many people to buy into it Mm -hmm. because a it's education right you Mm. have to say yes this is this is the reason this is what circular economy is and Mm -hmm. this is the reason and people got to buy into that Mm -hmm. mindset Mm -hmm. and then not only are you getting them to buy into the mindset then it's like and it's a little bit more expensive (laughs) but you know um, it's an investment for the future. And if we all do it now, then it'll be cheaper in the future. Well, exactly. Mm. And I agree. That's how I feel as well. I'm, I'm, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> when we talk about the products, one thing I've actually always wondered, something even one of our listeners asked me uh, recently, is the personal hygiene alternatives, like uh, your toothpaste tabs and your shampoo bars, are they as effective as the uh, generic brands? And that's the hard part as mm. well. So uh, the shampoo bars... I think they are. Yeah. They are definitely as effective. The thing with these products as well is that you would normally get into the nat. It's more natural. It is. So, yeah. Right. So there's not as many... Um, perfumes? Yeah, perfumes yeah. and preservatives isn't the word, but... Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, included in the products off the shelf mm. for longevity, whereas these are a little bit more natural. So 
it takes an adjustment. I don't think they're less effective. I think it takes an adjustment. So yeah. for example, I mean, I am <laughs> on my own uh, plastic-free and sustainable journey through EcoK, mm -hmm. right? I've always been in this mindset, but I'm going through all of our products slowly. And so I'm on my cool. own journey. I've mm -hmm. actually thought about sharing that, like in terms of maybe sharing my journey. I think that would be a do great it. thing. A uh, great thing. Definitely do that. But one of the things is recently I've sw switched to our shampoo. I did the shampoo bars, but with my long curly hair. Oh, well, <laughs> see, that's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, this is a real part of it, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, it's what works for you. The shampoo bars are a little bit more admin when you have long curly hair. I just, mm. I feel like, you know, it just takes a little bit more effort. Yeah. Um, but we also have the liquid, we have liquid mm -hmm. shampoo as well that comes in glass bottles, for example, instead right. of plastic bottles. Mm -hmm. And you can, there's options to refill and things. And those are more natural. So I've recently switched to them and I've found that I just need to wash my hair more than I did before, right. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like maybe I was doing it every three to four days before, yeah. whereas now it's like maybe every other day is more <laughs> is natural. Right. But it's all part of the journey. I think they're not less effective. Um, mm -hmm. The conditioner still works beautifully. Like, again, long curly hair, not a problem. Mm -hmm. But it's just making seeing what works for you it's like anything else in life where you're switching products anytime mm -hmm. you're switching anything right any mm -hmm. type of product you have to figure out if that product is right for you and how it works for you and well I it's think very individual isn't it yeah it's very individual yeah. but I, th I think they are the tooth tabs are another one actually that yeah are, i tried those they're weird, different really weird <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it so again it's like it could be have its purpose as well mm. like you know if you're going on a trip and you only have hand luggage exactly right you can use the tooth tabs that's what a customer recently bought them for but they're different like you have to get used to it it's different yeah it's um, it's even any natural toothpaste that we have are not sweetened like no. what they are mm -hmm. <laughs> like what they are from the stores so it's a bit of an adjustment because normally you get kind of plastic free and sustainable with a more natural feel exactly that kind of goes hand in hand yeah yeah no it's there's I mean if you're willing to do it it's there there are options everywhere for yes. every product you could think of really exactly so <clears throat> grocery stores are actually starting to get a bit more sustainable too yeah. and that was my question so you know whenever I go into Kirk's they have they have bamboo toothbrushes they have bamboo floss um but I guess my question is are they equatable to your products or would you say that those are like so say if somebody needed it for Thursday and you had just delivered Wednesday yeah. um would it be just as good for them to go in or is that greenwashing in there too from what you've I seen I think it's from what I see yeah it's a bit of greenwashing like for example the bamboo toothbrushes yeah. are wrapped in plastic right well they are mm -hmm. right so it, it's it's good and it's a step and that's definitely great but those are the kind of mass produced products that are still that are still catering to um the durability plastic again it's mm -hmm. not going to get ruined in shipping. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. things like that. So um, I think it's it's a step, right? It's, it's a not step. a plastic toothbrush that's yeah. going to last forever. Um, but I think there is probably a little bit. There's a bigger step that can be. There's taken. room for improvement. There is room for improvement. That's exactly it. Okay, cool. But I think every I think that's a good point. Everyone's journey is different, and yeah. it's not about perfection. Like yeah. I don't expect everyone to, because I haven't done it myself. Yeah, me right? <laughs> Especially in Cayman, it's really difficult to get away from plastic mm -hmm. and just be fully sustainable. Um, so it's no one. There's no perfect answer. Of mm -hmm. course, 
your journey might look like a bamboo toothbrush in a plastic wrapping for Mm -hmm. now. And that's completely fine. You know, again, it's what product works for you. Mm -hmm. And it's also about putting leverage on those bigger companies Mm -hmm. that are already scaled up and do mass produce. It's putting reviews and putting a little bit of pressure on them Mm -hmm. to do the right thing and go the full way of sustainability. You're halfway there. You're halfway there. (laughs) Just change your packaging a little bit and we'll be there. But it's going back to those actual suppliers and saying, you know, I think that's something that the Kirks and the bigger bigger places can do is go back to the suppliers, similar to what we do when we're procuring our products, we go to the suppliers and say, please make sure this is not sent in plastic. Mm. Like, please confirm that there's no no plastic around this Mm. product. And that's leverage that the bigger, bigger companies in general worldwide can apply to their suppliers and their supply chain. Cool. No, that's that's exact. Yeah, cool. That's good to know. So you can go in there, you can get get it still step in the right direction. and, And then it's up to us to keep applying further pressure to it. Exactly. Awesome. So how has the reaction been since um, you guys have opened about three or two-ish years ago? Have you seen any changes in the community? grown or anything? uh, We've grown a little bit. Um, We both, so Ken's was an auditor and I also was an auditor. So we both, and I still work um, a full-time job. So this is very... (laughs) Busy bee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, so this is like my passion project um, and it has grown a little bit. What we're trying to do is get... get in people's uh, on people's radar rather a mm-hmm. little bit more and help our our customers remember us it's a bit hard when you don't have a storefront so well, that's yeah right mm-hmm. so we're we're only online and of course even me mm-hmm. I get lazy sometimes to go online this is really terrible how can you say that you're lazy to go online when it's literally on, <laughs> on your, your phone <laughs> on your phone but sometimes you're like oh don't remember or mm-hmm. whatever it is Putting too much payment admin details yeah no I get it yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right so what we have started now is um, a subscription service cool. so for the everyday essentials such as you know a dishwashing brush or dishwashing sponge or toothbrushes mm-hmm. or your cleaning products mm-hmm. or your deodorants or mm-hmm. you name it everything any exactly almost everything we have um, a subscribe and save uh, uh, payment or not payments rather scheme system system yes cool. so subscribe and save and what that is is you can sign up for a subscription for the product so you choose your product let's call it a floor cleaner Mm -hmm. and there's options for every four six eight twelve weeks that's the frequencies that you can choose and on those frequencies we will reach out to you and Mm. say hey it's time your product's probably running low Mm. it's time for a refill or a top up and so um, we'll reach out to you deliver kind of on that frequency that you've chosen and you save five percent so it keeps the orders coming you don't have to you don't have to think about it anymore Mm -hmm. a little bit of admin off your plate and your products are delivered to your door that's awesome so in terms of actually your storefront, what are your plans, your future plans for EKA? Do you ever want a storefront or is it better to be having a space? I don't know where you even keep your products. Do you have a separate? I, yeah. <laughs> My closet. Do, well, that's what I'm well, wondering. At home, we have a kind of storage room at home. Cool. And that's okay. where we keep it just on prom right now. It's so expensive at the moment. Yeah, for it's, anything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Finding rental space, commercial rental space, yeah. that's affordable is so far and few between. Yeah. Um, I think it's a dream to mm. to get a storefront one day. It is okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I I think it would be nice. I mean, yeah, we'll have to look at our options, but mm-hmm. um, I think a storefront is where 
we would ultimately love to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's whatever works best for our customers. And I do think the delivery option is really, really nice. That's what I like about our setup now. It's Although great. it's online and it does make it a little bit harder, I think, for new customers. Because mm-hmm. if you're a new customer, again, what we were talking about earlier, you're learning about this whole sustainability mm-hmm. movement. And it's a lot of products that aren't mainstream, mm-hmm. right? It it's, is, It's yeah. completely new products because it isn't the mainstream brands that are necessarily putting out these very sustainable products. Um, it's hard for people to buy online and because they don't know what they're what getting. What they're getting. Hmm. Right. Whereas a storefront would help with that. But I think the nice thing about being an online store is that we are kind of flexible mm-hmm. and we can deliver at any time. It gets delivered to your door. I think mm-hmm. that's the step that's missing with a lot of brick and mortar because it's one or the other, sort of. You only have yeah. limited resources. Exactly. Well, um, there's only one of you. Right? Exactly. <laughs> there's only one of me at the moment. So um, I really like the delivery model that we have right now because mm-hmm. it, I think it's convenient for you as the consumer as yeah. well. But hopefully one day we'll have a storefront. We'll see. That's TBD. awesome. So, okay, you mentioned a refillery. What do you think about having a refillery on island? Because I have thought about starting a refillery, but I looked at it and I was like, that's a lot. Is that something maybe you think you would expand into one day? I would love it. I think that would naturally flow with a storefront. It, well, it would, right? Yeah. And like, and for anything, dry goods, your pasta, your rice, your beans, everything like that. Because they have so many in the UK and they're wonderful. If you've been to the UK and you live in the UK, you know that the, the, the sustainable zero waste stores are amazing. We just don't have that here. Exactly. And I, I think that's absolutely... Yeah, the way cool. the way to go. It would be great if we could get one here. So, what is your biggest reason that you would maybe encourage someone to start making these switches? That is just as we kind of wrap up here. I kind of want to know what your biggest reason somebody should start making switches is. I think I find this question difficult because it <laughs> because it's really a mindset change mm-hmm. and. I think the biggest reason is literally for, for our future, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which seems daunting when you say it like that sometimes. Ex- yeah. Exactly. It's for, it's not necessarily for us, but for future generations. Mm-hmm. And it just, it doesn't seem logical for me. And I guess I'm kind of a numbers person. Mm. It doesn't seem logical for me that I use something for 30 days or not even a plastic mm-hmm. bottle. I use it for one hour. Mm-hmm. I finish my drink mm-hmm. and the product that that comes in Mm -hmm. lasts for years maybe beyond my lifespan Mm -hmm. that math just doesn't add up to me Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. one hour for hundreds of thousands of millions of hours Mm -hmm. in the future Mm -hmm. (laughs) that this product is around so I think it's really I think in Cayman it's quite important as well Mm -hmm. Um, our environment is one of the main things that sets us apart from the rest of the world Mm -hmm. uh, and big cities and tourism is obviously one of our our biggest kind of industries and who wants to come out to a beach or or you know go exploring in Cayman and see garbage and litter everywhere Um, when if people really thought about what they were doing at the beginning of the product life cycle, so when they are going to buy a product and where that's going to end up and what the actual ramifications are. Again, like you say, it's kind of daunting to think about. Yep. But but that's kind of the reason why I don't really have a... Just take it and go for it anyway. Exactly. I don't really have a, a... 
reason kind of less philosophical than that (laughs) exactly because it's not cut and dry it's it's complicated it's not cut and dry but my other thing is why not Mm, you know why not choose something even if you don't necessarily believe sometimes I feel like I come across as a tree hugger I was recently (laughs) sidebar I was in the states Uh um, last month and I'm with my mum who she's She's the one who hides the cling sometimes. Oh, but God. she's very good with most of the stuff. But some stuff, like uh, yeah. for a tooth tab, for example, she'd be like, Samantha, no, no this way. doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Know? And the same with the beeswax wraps. I love them. And I think they work really well. But she's like, no, cling just keeps everything in better. I'm like, OK. Um, but she, so, but she's good. She'll jump on board and try everything. But we're in the States. And obviously, everything is plastic. Everything. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. At every turn, I'm literally like, nope, don't put that in a plastic bag. Like, nope, I don't want a straw. And they'll put a straw down and I'll be like, nope, please take that straw back. You know? <laughs> and after like one day of this, I was like, I am a tree hugger. Like, I can't even stand myself right now. How many things have I turned away? Listen to me. I'm just, I'm ridiculous. And she just laughed. <laughs> she was like, this is how you live. But normally it's not that prevalent. Like, I don't, well, it is kind of. I'm doing that quite a bit here. Um, <laughs> But it's just uh, thinking about thinking about the ramifications of these things. And Once you start thinking about it, you see it everywhere too. Exactly, it's quite incredible. Exactly, yeah, it's quite incredible. Okay, so what is the favorite product that you sell? What is your favorite product to sell? You I, personally, yeah. I really like the deodorant. <laughs> no, cool. Because sometimes people have a hard time switching. Yeah, it's natural and it's in like a glass thing. Natural deodorants did not work for me. Yeah. I'm a very sporty person, let's put it that way. Me too. No, no. And sweaty Betty. Ex- sweaty <laughs> Betty, that is me, absolutely. And, you know, I have a loving family that I said would try everything, but will also tell me when things are real. So with the previous deodorants, they'd be like, like <laughs> my fiance was like, stinky Stam is out. Like, oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, that doesn't work. Okay. Right. Whereas we have this deodorant at Ecocade that works like a charm. It's so good. Cool. Um, it's a natural deodorant in all sorts of flavors. It's from Natural Deoco. Ooh, and I get some. It's really, really good and actually works. And there's an active version as well. So like just to make sure <laughs> that everything's cool. going to be okay. So that's that's my favorite product. But I really enjoy the cleaning products as well. I mm-hmm. think they're great. Like I you agree. said, mm-hmm. value for your money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're three dollars and they're just refills. You plop Beautiful. it in some water and you have the you have the spray bottle there and the upcircle products are really nice as well that's awesome yeah okay well how can people find you guys how can people get in touch what are your socials so that people can find you so we're on instagram first and foremost ecok.ky is our handle uh, www.ecok.com mm-hmm. is our shop where you can find mm-hmm. all of our things and you can also contact us um, and we're also on Facebook if you look up EcoK so those are the main things and then you'll see us at pop-up shops so we have quite a few coming up um, for the Christmas season yeah uh, Ooh, we right, know we're going to be at St. Ignatius at Christmas Fair okay um, I'm not sure what the date is I'll get you that that date perfect um, and there's a few other ones. I know Seafire normally has one. We're normally there as well. Yeah. So uh, a few pop-up shops over the Christmas Christmas season. And we have some fun stuff as well. I mean, this is why it ex- expands so much. So, yes, we have our everyday ex- essentials, but we also have some um, cool and fun uh, kind of gifts. So instead of disposable gift wrapping, we have... Um, 
we have bags. Oh, like oh, like wrapping bags. options. Exactly. Oh, great. Wrapping, alternative wrapping options that are reusable, essentially. Oh, I love that. Um, and some gifty items as well, such as bowl covers we've gotten for the people who can't stand the beeswax wraps like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's some fun stuff in there that we do around the holiday season as well. So awesome. Um, you can go and check it out on our website. Yeah, I'm going to put all the details down below uh, and in the descriptions of everything here. Um, and thank you so much for coming in, Sam. This this was actually a great chat. I've learned so much about you guys, and I'm gonna drop some money, I think, soon, <laughs> which is oh goodness me. But I'm gonna be start making the switches, I think, to the cleaning products because that's what I've been trying to get into. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much, Bella. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, awesome. And thank you so much again to DMS Broadcasting and Bobo 89.1, uh, and to our silent sponsors and my pal Ryan Kirkaldi at Retrospect Media for capturing all this. Uh, you can check out our filmed episodes over on YouTube. YouTube, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Protecting Paradise KY. And remember, you cannot care unless you know. So thanks for joining us today. And remember, we're always open to your opinion and topic suggestions. So don't be shy. We'll see you next week. Toodles! Toodles!